will come out, will come to play. Just for recreation's sake, to pass the time away. Lots of fun, heaps of fun, enjoy yourself today. North Melbourne boys are hard to beat when they come out to play. So join in the chorus, sing it one and all. Join in the chorus, North Melbourne's on the ball. Good old North Melbourne, the champions you'll agree. Hello and welcome to The Stern Look. I'm Ben, also known as Kangaroos Forever on Big Footy. For today's show, we have Dustin Martin's best mate, Philly Rude. Hi guys, how are you? Good mate, good. Also tonight, we have the man that's almost always in trouble. Welcome Rob Zombie. Happy to be here. Always good to have you on. Right now, we'll move straight into the issues of the week. So the... Major issue from this week will be the discussion surrounding gut punches. Specifically, the MRP deciding that they'll take a stronger stance on gut punches and impose stricter punishments in the wake of Cunnington's Kung Fu punch on Bernie Vince. Bernie, who is now recovering in the Royal Melbourne Hospital after coughing up both <laughs> his lungs and stomach after Cunnington's vicious martial arts attack on poor unsuspecting Vince. In better news, however, Bernie has made an Aaron Joseph-like recovery and will take the field this weekend. And I'd just like to ask Philly, what's your take on all this? <laughs> Should there I, be I stricter penalties? Look, yeah, I'm okay, I'm okay if they come out and say that from now on, this is the rule. I, I, I was really deeply concerned that they were going to try to suspend Cunnington and make him an example of it and suspend Higgins and make him an example of it. Uh, when in previous weeks, Buddy Franklin punches people left, right and centre. And, you know, the, the, we've seen them all the time. Every week, people punching each other in behind play, giving little jumper punches or little cut punches, and, and nothing really happens from it. So my, my concern was early in the week that we were going to get done like we normally do. But um, at least I, I think the AFL handled it reasonably well. I mean, I guess the big worry is that there's going to be a really innocuous one probably this weekend. And someone's going to get a week for it. And it's going to be... There'll, there'll be media outcry saying it's not worth a week. And it, it just depends. I think it really depends on, on the team the player plays for and who the player is. I mean, if, if Joel Selwood tonight... I just saw it before and on highlights that Charlie Dixon ran through him. If Joel Selwood walks up to Charlie Dixon later and gives him a little tummy tap that wouldn't break an egg and gets suspended for a week, people, the people will there'll be outcry. Because Joel Selwood's such a legend of the game and he's, you know, such a dour performer and all those sorts of things. I just think that, that putting in a, a blanket rule like that is a little bit difficult to, to manage. But I don't know. They've put it in and uh, it'll be interesting to say. I think it, it's great that people won't be going around hitting anyone anymore because it's not a great look for kids and all those sorts of things. So for that, I like it. Okay, fair enough. Rob? Nah, Philly just said everything. <laughs> so you fully agree that... that you got when... somewhere to be, Rob. You're trying to keep this short. <laughs> <laughs> no, you've just said everything. Well, I mean, I do have thoughts on this, but I was going to save them up for the thumbs up, thumbs down. Oh, fair okay, enough. Okay, cool. Well, <laughs> that was a pretty quick issues of the week compared to normal. So <laughs> we'll move up to thumbs up, thumbs down, or as Nate calls it, what grinds your goat. My first thumbs up is Ben Cunnington's martial arts teacher. God bless him or her. And my second thumbs up is that Clayton Oliver can have a successful acting career after football, despite having a mug that only Zondor could appreciate. <laughs> my first thumbs down and my only thumbs down is just the poor reaction by Vince in the wake of Cunnington's martial arts tap. 
His reaction did not match the puncher's force, making it rather pathetic on Vince's behalf. Billy, positives and negatives? Well, positives were I had a really, really fun time at the MCG the other day. It was, it was brilliant. I think the Melbourne fans uh, enhanced my experience because of their lack of knowledge of the game and their poncy attitudes. It made it more fun to, to beat them in the way that we did. Um, a thumbs down would be... Is it, can we can we thumbs down a poster for being a jerk? Is that possible? as long as it's justifiable? Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna put Saintly in the bin. He's no good. He's he he reacts really badly, I think, to things and and writes things that he shouldn't write. And it got to, what he wrote the other day got taken down, which was which was great. But it was there for a fair while, and it's pretty bad. I mean, he's got to put his head in. Otherwise, I think he should get kicked off because it's not on. Fair enough. Rob Zombie? Oh, thumbs up would be uh, actually not getting overrun in the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. So actually withstanding two comebacks in one game and, and sometimes footy just is a game of ebbs and flows and momentum and not not massive chokes and, and heartache. Uh, thumbs up also to, to Ben Cunnington's uh, what was it? Left tricep. Balls <laughs> did a ripping little whack though. It was. And, and probably the thing that gets forgotten about is the spray that Sean Higgins put into his ear when he was lying on the ground. That was, it was oh, yeah. an all-timer for me. That was brilliant from Higgins. Especially it made, it made me really. It makes you believe he's an North Melbourne player when he does things like that. I loved it. Especially the reaction from Melbourne posters in response to Higgins doing that. Yeah. Oh, it's been beautiful. Yeah. Right. And, and, and thumbs down. I, I don't usually like to go in for the media's got it in for us narrative that, that takes over the board sometimes. But the media this week on that, and particularly the AFL Exchange podcast, which has gone all to hell since Drew Petrie's stuff going on it, it's all been about Ben Cunnington punched a bloke. You'd think. You'd think he walked up to him behind play and punched him unprovoked. <laughs> exactly. And nobody pointed out the fact that, that Vince had just clotheslined him or that he'd butted up for more and, and with, with the idea of rubbing it in and that he was so intent on getting in the bloke's face he got to, forgot to brace his, his girly abs even a tiny bit for, for the incoming one-inch punch. Yeah, you know, there's complete lack of context around it, and then they just they just started piling on Jared Waite's tackle. They've got John Lethlean on saying, "Is Ben Brown's run-up a concern?" And, and that 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 was the point where I just just flipped off the my iPhone and and got off the train. I didn't hear that. What's the Ben Brown run-up concern? Uh, so if you got too much time on your hands. The AFL Exchange podcast did a special issue earlier in the week, a, a little 20-minute episode where they uh, they had John Lethlean on as the whatever his footy operations manager or something. Yeah. Talk, talking about this as an issue. Is it Simon Lethlean? Simon Lethlean? Simon Lethlean. Simon Lethlean. John Lethlean's an old food critic for the age, I think. Yeah. There you go. Simon Lethlean. <laughs> so so they, they had him on going through basically league propaganda about the, the, the punching stuff and the jumper punches and the tummy taps. And they, they, they had a lot to say about 
Jared Wade's tackles and, and and Ben Brown's kung fu master master class, but nothing about how they got that way in the first place. <laughs> you, know, Charlie, you know, Charlie Cameron's gut punch on Turner. A little oh. bit of little bit of bog standard jostling on the edge of the square before a ball up, and he turns around and belts him. Yep. Cunners is provoked by a clothesline and then a bloke in his face screaming bullshit. Well, do you know what? The umpire should... Anyway, so the, the, the complete... bits ran over the mark to bump into him again. Yeah. And that's a thing that's, that's, that's been missed in the media this week too. I mean, how much of this could be avoided if they just went straight on and paid the 50? Oh, oh it was... Mate, a bit, what an enjoyable game. I mean, my, I think the highlight that, that I've discussed, and it's, you can talk about it in the, in the review, but just a quick one that I forgot for my thumbs up. How good was that Thomas Bug missing four goals? How much fun was that? Because that little rat that tries to get under everyone's skin and act like a little cheap maggot, he's, he's the one that really put him out of the game because he just could not take the responsibility and make a set shot. It was brilliant. <laughs> it was great, wasn't it? It's pretty oh. funny. <laughs> he just folded. He'd had enough. And they and they went after him and told him all about it as well. Yeah, well, that's what he does, and that's why everyone hates him. Yeah. Fair enough. Thanks for that, fellas. We'll move straight on to the club discussion now. So the only real major news to emerge this week about the club is North apparently tabled a serious offer for Dustin Martin somewhere around the 1 to 1.4 million mark. Don't quote me on that. So, Philly, with the potential of getting both Kelly and Martin, is there a danger that this will take up too much of Norse salary cap in the future when we have to raise no, other young players and stars? Or why? No, absolutely not. I, I, I don't think it will. I mean, the salary cap's going to go up and up and up. I mean, four or five years from now, a million dollars, I don't believe, will be, be that much. I mean, it, it'll be at the you know higher end of what, what players are getting paid, but it, I don't think it's going to preclude us from even doing things in the future. The amount of room we've got currently and, and the fact that it is is going to go up, if we can sort of front load these deals a little bit and, and really get to that top end of the uh, of the, of the salary cap, I, I think it, it'll hold us in really good stead. It's going to... I mean, I, as people can read in the Dusty Martin thread, I went to pay Dusty a visit tonight at Southland Shopping Centre and got him to sign an North Melbourne jersey, or my son did. And the amount of people who adore that dude and are there lined up. I mean, I think this is going to sound like I'm talking shit, but I reckon he could be worth, I'm going to say 10,000 members if he signs with North. Like, it, And I know that's not you know, a salary cap-driven issue, but the good that he will bring to the club and the ability that he has to break your game open, I, I think it, 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 if they're offering him... 1.1 and, he, and he's wavering. I reckon they should up it to 1.3 and just get this freaking thing done. I mean, like, like I think Ian's been saying quite a lot, you know, would you, would you rather have Daniel Wells or... No, not Daniel Wells. Would you rather have Levi Greenwood and, and Chris May or, or Dustin Martin? Because, you know, you, you add their their totals together and it's not that it's not that much different. And I, I'll take Dusty every day over those two together. So, mate, I, I think we should do everything in our power to get both of them. I think it'll, it'll, it's going to be hard to get Dusty, I think. But if we can get both of them, it, it, it changes everything. All of a sudden, we are premiership contenders and, 
Mason Wood and Ben Brown and, and Jared Waite looks like he'll probably play another year. They're going to have super years next year with those two boys bringing it down to them with Cunners winning it out of the middle. It'll be brilliant. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, fascinating. Anything to add, Rob, before we move on? Yeah, I've, I've got a small confession. I've yeah. been really lukewarm on the idea of Dusty. Surely you've changed. I'm probably coming around a bit, but, but the way I've been thinking is that a million and a half bucks is face of the club money. And for Dusty's history of needing babysitting and and avoiding limelight and basically not a face of the club kind of player, it's really risky money for someone like Dusty. I, I think he's so embedded at Richmond and so Richmondy that expecting him to be the same player wherever he goes is dicey. But you look at the but you look at the idea of Josh and Dusty coming together and putting it down White and Brown's throat for a, for a year or ten. It does sound pretty nice, doesn't it? I mean, just being able to swing him forward. He's yeah. up, there's no match up that goes. I mean, I, I get very very firm about the idea of ten years of of Josh <laughs> Kelly at North. Yeah, and. Gone 20 dust, minutes and what were we dust, talking about? <laughs> Sorry, Rob. I, I just I can't I can't tell you how excited I'd be if we got them both. It'd just be oh, forget about it. Oh, it'd be nineteen seventy three all over again. Exactly. I mean, I, I wasn't there then, but I would I would imagine that would have been a freaking amazing time. But this this would be right up there with it. <laughs> all right, huh? But in 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 terms of the quest, the original question. Ben, the, um, I think our guys have shown themselves to be astute and responsible salary cap managers who know what they're doing. Mm. So it's not like you're going to pay these guys a flat million, million two, million four a year and, and oh, shit, how do we sign Mason Wood or how do we sign Tay-Tay Garner when he wants to get paid? And they'll be front loading, they'll be prepaying, they'll be making space, they'll be they'll be planning. They should be planning two, three, five, eight, and ten years ahead. They should have a a spreadsheet with all of those projections on it, and they'll know what they're doing. Yeah. So I'm not I'm not worried about that. I'm not worried that the club's going to squander twenty percent of their cap on a bust. I mean, if they both do ACLs in in the first week, then kind of screwed. <laughs> yeah, someone posted that the other day. What if they both get long-term injuries? And I, I think my response to that was, "Well, you better never leave the house again because something really bad could happen." But we've, I mean, they could. Got, I mean, as far as the club's concerned, you've got you've got um, the contracts will be insured. You, the club's not going to be out of pocket because they can't pay guys to play. Yeah. Yep. Fair enough. No, I think we go for it. Let's just get it done. Besides, I've got the first North Melbourne jumper signed by Dusty Martin now, so this could be this could be personally quite a good financial boom for me. So let's get it done. I can vouch for this. I can vouch for this. Good people of Big Footy and, <laughs> and the North community. It, it happened. It finally happened. <laughs> you know what I should have done. That. You know what I should have done. I should have written in the Dusty board. If you want to hear the story of what happened tonight, listen into the podcast. <laughs> you should have. I can't oh, believe well. I didn't think of that. 
We need all the support we can get, of course. <laughs> the launching of our new Facebook page makes the journey. <laughs> all eight of us. <laughs> I haven't even liked it yet. I've had a quick oh. glance at it. Oh. I will. I'll get on there and like it. Someone's in the latest. Anyway, we'll move on to the VFL now because we just keep repeating ourselves there. And Is there a thread I need to catch up on? Because I've got it in front of me. <laughs> There's a few threads you need to probably catch up on. That will probably be one of them. As everyone, back to the VFL, as everyone is perfectly... Oh, no, I'll tell you what, I've got another thumbs up since I've... Um... Oh, good. Oh, good, we're only a segment away, yes. Yeah, well, shut up. <laughs> um, the return of Teffy, since I was last on, I was last on about the middle of last year, but I just want to give a big thing, big thumbs up to the return of Teffy to the North Board. Here, here. Make, oh, makes the place. Hmm? I'm on the outside here. I don't know what that is. Teffy, as in yeah. Snake Baker, the poster, who was in no. Tibet seeking enlightenment okay. for a few years. I, I, yeah, I remember this now. So Snake Baker is Teffy. Yes. Right. Right. Yeah, no, Snake Baker's been good. Who has achieved enlightenment and returned from the mountaintop. <laughs> this is brilliant. <laughs> Oh, it's always a fun story, that one. <laughs> right, I will finally get no, back No, I just, the... I just think it, it makes the board a better place now he's back. That's all. That was my other yeah. thumbs up. No, I, I, would, I would agree. I knew I was forgetting something. <laughs> right, back to this podcast <laughs> and the VFL. As everyone is perfectly aware, Benny Jacobs has returned to the Ruby Seniors and collected only 43 times. Very impressive. It was a bit of a scrappy game against a very weak Frankston side. Proust and Dahl both had decent games, while Nielsen and Durden sort were sold enough. Hibbert as well. For this weekend, it is a VFL buy for Werribee. However, on Sunday morning, Werribee will be playing the Northern Blues at Arden Street. I'm not sure what time. And that will probably 10 a.m. 10 a.m. Thank you, Rob. And there are no legitimate questions for this week, and the opposition posted aside the pool out us. On, out on this again, which is just fantastic. It's just been a great year for guests, hasn't it? So, really, we can only really move on to the review. So, Philly, how did you see the match? I, I really enjoyed it. I took, actually, I took four English people. that had, One of them had been to a game before and has become a bit of a North Melbourne fan. So, he had a, a North Melbourne jumper on. But the rest of them, it was their, their first time. You didn't take them to the ball ring, though, did you? No, I didn't because I mean it. Uh, it's probably not a story for here, but no, I didn't. I took him. I took him up in the southern stand, right. um, and we we had a really good day. We had a few Melbourne people sitting around us, and I had a, a bit of banter going back and forth with some of their uh, their ignorance. Um, but as for on the field, I mean, geez, we had some good players on the day. Ben Brown was top draw. He probably missed two goals. He he really should have got. Um, in saying that, I read today that he's the most accurate goal kicker in the in the league this year or something. But I mean, two of two of the ones he missed were Sodas. He could have had seven. Um, I thought Garner was really good. I thought the midfield probably didn't get as much clearances as I would have hoped, considering that Goldie was really rucking against no one. Um, but but God, they worked hard. Like Cunnington's game. Oh, I don't know that there's words that can describe how good Cunnington played after the, the injury he copped and the way he went off. I, when he went down, I, I think I, I said to one of the English guys I was with, him, he, he doesn't go down. Like, unless something's seriously, seriously bad, there's no way he'd stay on the ground because he's just that tough. 
and for him to, to virtually get carried off the field and then run back on and change the game the way he did and fight for every ball and punch that little weak dog and drop him. I, I, I just I think we uh, they challenged us physically and we we were ready for the challenge and we we probably looked gone with 20 minutes to go in the game. I think I think most people there could just sort of feel them getting on top of us and we lost the run and from where I sat. Sean Atley was the one to bring us the run back. Like, I know he had a couple of bodgy turnovers, but he just kept running. And, and, and Sam Gibson's the other one, and Ryan Clark also. But I think there was one time where, where Atts grabbed the ball and just really broke away. And it, it seemed to change the mindset of, of, of the game. And it, it seemed to make the other North Melbourne players realise that the only way that we're going to win this is by, by running and, and running, breaking lines and kicking long and and trying to get some some goals because it looked like we sort of came out in that last quarter just to defend. Just one quick negative, and I posted it, and then I quickly deleted it as soon as I posted it because I didn't think it was fair, and I thought that I would have got a bit of backlash for it. Mason Wood frustrates me. He did a couple of... Uh, what am I going to say? He did a couple of soft efforts on, on Sunday that, that really, really disappointed. He... He pulled out of two contests that I counted right below where I sat and actively avoided contact. And then on another occasion, it was Gibbo was streaming down the wing with the ball and looking for an option. And I reckon Wood seen him. He looked at him and then turned the other way and ran away from where he should have been running to give Gibbo an option. As a result, Gibbo had nothing to kick to and kicked the ball. There was a turnover and went back the other way. And we can all bag Gibbo for being a bad kick all the time. But Mason, Mason Wood just didn't go when it was his turn. And it, it disappointed me. He, he, got, he kicked a couple of really good goals and he does really nice things all the time. And he's a super talent. But if you could just plug a little bit of Kane Turner's will and desire to hit the contest hard into Mason Wood, we'd have, we'd have an absolute superstar on our hands. Mm, yeah, but in saying all of that, he's marking the last quarter in the goal square. Yep. That, yeah. he left himself completely open there. And the, yeah, you're he, right. Yeah. And But even that even that frustrates me, though, because he shows that he's got that ability. So just, just well, do it just all the, the time, ability, brother. It's the, yeah, it's yeah the he has plenty of moments where he's brave, and especially in marking situations, you know, throwing himself into the sides of packs. and. Yeah. No, I agree. I'm not... And he's, he's a time. bit in a way, and it also helps that he's tall, blonde, and got amazing endurance, a bit like Nick Rewalt that way. Mm. Like, everybody knows that Rewalt is amazingly brave, throwing himself at the ball, going with the flight, all that stuff. And at the same time, he can flop and sook and put puppy dog eyes up to the umps. Yeah. And while Mace doesn't do that, yeah, he can skirt a contest every now and again and and go the wrong way every now and again and then five minutes later throw himself at a pack. Yeah. I mean, when I was at the game... So I it's was, like... It's, I, it's like I shouted, it's, at one stage, I shouted out, Mason, would you're a cat? I shouted out at one stage and then I immediately thought I shouldn't have done that. And then I got home and I watched the replay and I didn't notice it as much on replay as what I did when I was at the ground. So... Again, people that watched it, people that watched it at home would, would have no idea what I'm talking about, and maybe even people that sat on the other gra- side of the ground would have no idea what I'm talking about. 
But just from where I was and the angles that I was watching it from, I was I was really disappointed in, in three efforts that he, he, he didn't make. Um, mate, in saying that, I, I love him. And I, I think he, he's got a chance to be a, a superstar in this league. I just, just a couple of things I'd like him to tidy up, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. Fair enough. Anything to add on the match, Rob, before we move into the preview? No, I think I just said that Mason Wood was the next Nick Wevold, didn't I? Yeah, you did. How about Taylor Garner? Anything you want to add on him and his season? Well, I'd say he's the next Nat Five, but he's better than that. He's better than that, I love it. <laughs> so you can't compare him to no, any player? Reviewing the game, I'd say the thing that pleased me most, and it's been even the games we've lost, is how much contribution we've got from guys still, still with not much footy behind them. Mm. Um, how good Turner's been. Like, influential. Turner's been influential, not just kind of busy, good for a kid, but actually genuinely contributing. And I think McDonald, even even though he hasn't been as good as that massive breakout game against Adelaide since, it's only been two games and we've seen what he can do. And he's actually you know, contributing beyond, well, he's just a kid fitting in and doing well. Mm. Um. Froggy's probably got a bit to go, but he's another kid with what, 20 games. So Mason Woods played 20 games. He's only played 20 games, but he's had two of his last three games have been excellent. You know, he's getting tw- 20 touches. Rovett's been great. Vickers um, Willis. So the the amount of Vickers Willis is just seamless. God, he's got composure, hasn't he? He's got smarts. So nice having a smart player on the team. Yeah. And you know, we all love you know you know when the when the uh, the attitudes flip that everybody talks about that one good thing they do and then you become Sean Atley and everyone talks about that one bad thing you do. Yeah, exactly. Look, I I'm, mean, I'm still other... thinking about that mark that might have gone relatively unnoticed, but Garner took in the middle of the ground cutting off a uh, Melbourne um, F, um, exit 50. Yeah. Then he stretched up, grabbed it in front of the bloke who thought he was going to turn and and have a free run into into the forward 50. How good is he overhead, though? He's great overhead. He's so good. He, he's, it's, how high he jumps and how but, he marks the ball at its highest point. It is. That, it's, it's, it's Aaron But in, the, in another 30 games into his career, we're all going to be talking about, talking about that one kick he shanked and not that great intercept mark he took. Do you think? Of course we are, because we are who we are. Yeah. So it's great that we're watching these kids and seeing them like really contributing, like guys who are in their second and third year of... Uh, are like genuinely good footballers. Mm. Um, you know, we don't have to make excuses for them. They're only young. They're, they they need experience around them, although they are and they do. Um, but they're, they're getting to the point where they're taking the game on their own terms, which is really good. Mm. Right, eh? So I like that. And I like the fact that, you know, look, the the goals when when Melbourne got back to within two, who kicked the last three goals? Anyone Who, remember? Which players? Well, Mason Wood got yeah. one, Luke McDonald got another one, and Taylor Garner got the other one. And who who out of them played the most games? 
Luke McDonald. Has he played 50 yet? Yeah, he has. Yeah, he has. Yeah, he's in his... So so the point... So so that's just sort of more to the point. It was like, when the game was there to be won, who won it? Three young blokes. Awesome. Yeah. No, you're right. And even I thought Ryan Clark's last quarter was... I mean, Gibbo was special as well, but Ryan Clark's last quarter was really, really good. He he broke the lines and his gut running was ridiculously good. Yeah, there was one play over on your wing... Philly, that um, the Clark and Gibson ran together. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I remember it well. Like, I, I, th- I think that, and that's what we showed as well. We had plenty of run. I mean, on that talking footy crap show, I don't, I don't rate it, but when they had the, the, the little debate about which list would you prefer, and, and Darcy was like, well, I'd, I'd way prefer the Melbourne list, and, and McClure was like, oh, so would I. I mean, it's Sam McClure anyway. But when, when Duck spoke about it and said, well, you're not rating the list. You're rating the names and where they were drafted. And and but if you if you actually look at at what's in front of you and you watch the way that they're playing, you can't. You don't do that. I mean, Taylor Garner is a special talent. Mason Wood is a special talent. Kane Turner. Is there a player in the league that goes harder at it than Kane Turner? No, I, I can't. I can't think of one. No, none at all. He's, he's the, the, these young guys, and, and then you've got, I mean, Simpson's not in that team, but he, he showed some things in his first few games that, that we just don't see. And, and then we've, you know, we've got a Hearn coming through. We've, we, it looks like we're going to get Cali. Who knows on the other bloke, but I, I think we've got a lot to look forward to. Really, Ooh, Kelly's really going to sign for GWS in the buy period. <laughs> Uh, I, I would be shocked if we didn't get Josh Kelly. I think we're as close to a certainty to get him as we could be. Look, it's June. And, it's going to happen. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I, even I think it's, even without Dusty, think of a midfield of Kelly, Ahern, Simpkin, feeding off Cunnington, Zeebel and Dumont. Yeah. That's, that's actually pretty handy, assuming Ahern is what we think he could be. Yeah. I mean, I spoke to a guy through the week whose son played junior footy with the Hearn, like rep junior football. He now he, the, His son play, now plays for Williamstown in the VFLs and, and he's a really good footballer. But he, he, he told me, he goes, Paul Hearn is, is going to be special if he gets his body right. He goes, he's... People don't, I don't think people remember how good he was as a junior and, and the ability that he's got. He goes, you'll, you'll love him at North. And to hear, just hearing things... Okay, I, you watch a little YouTube video here and there and, you, and you're you take notice of it. But to hear someone that, that actually knows what they're talking about and has seen a lot of the kid and how good he is, that I, I was really excited by that conversation. Mm. Interesting. Anyway, we'll move straight on to the preview because we spent plenty of time on the review there. So the yeah. ins and outs for Carlton, McCready, Andrew Phillips, Ruckman, Billy Smith, <laughs> Liam Sumner and Simon White, who's probably in for Sam Rowe. And Dale Thomas is out, so it'll probably be either Liam Sumner or McCready or Smets in for Dale Thomas there. So for North, what, Anderson, no, no Liam Jones. It was surprising because Carlton Board have been talking up Liam Jones's defensive efforts as a defender on Josh Bruce over the weekend, which was interesting. But anyway, that's a tale for another podcast. In for North, Jed Anderson, Trent Dumont and Bruce to come in. In terms of who I actually think will come in, it'll probably just be Dumont for 
Swallow, though Anderson could possibly come in. Bruce is probably just cover for the big men at this stage. Do you agree, guys? Oh, yeah, probably. I th- and I think if there's a week to manage Goldie, this would be it. Looking really? At him, so. Wow, I'd, I'd be surprised if they... Oh, I'd be surprised if they did, but, you know, if there was the slightest thought that, you know, give them a week to freshen up. I guess we're only a couple of weeks away from the bye, aren't we? See, do you know what I think? I think that they'll give Swallow another week, another game, and I reckon yeah. they'll say that... I, I reckon they'll say that Dumont, they're going to give him another week to fully recover from the concussion. And honestly, uh, depending how... I've got to be careful how I word this. I wouldn't be offended if all other things being equal, Indigenous round made a difference to Anderson's selection. Mm-hmm. For who, though? Oh, Atley, Swallow. No, well, he's not going out for Atley. He, he, I, Danger has just kicked... Oh, I was almost cold here, sorry. Um, I, I, <laughs> I don't... I, I'd like Anderson to play, but I just can't think who to take out of the side. He's I mean, also... If Frobat had a, had a really quiet game, maybe. But he played really well. I, I just... I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. I'd, I'd, I'd love to see Jed Anderson play this week, especially because of the Indigenous thing. And, and I think he's been pretty good since he's been in the side, despite him not wanting to take a set shot at goal when he's 20 metres out. I'd, yeah, I'd, also, hence the weasel words of all other things being a right? Always, yeah. I, I, yeah, I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if there was no change this week, and we just went in with the same mob we went in with last week. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. In terms well, of Swallow was good. Swallow was good, wasn't he? Before we quickly move on. Uh, mate, he cracked in. He led the team for tackles. He he, he got absolutely really burnt on the outside. Things. Yeah, okay, but that's going to happen. I mean, yeah, that's I, the I, problem. I, you have to yeah, weigh up what you want. Yeah. I thought his effort I was think really he good. I think he did everything team. asked of him, but I'm not sure he did more than what was asked of him. you got to remember, too, I don't know I don't know when Froggy got his concussion, but he was horrendous in that Sydney game. Yeah, he was poor. Yeah, but in saying that, he might have got a head knock in the first five minutes and never told anyone and played through it, and that's why he couldn't get near it. And now he's fully recovered, we'll get... Good froggy, but the he, thing is, we need to pump was... games into him rather than swallow, and, and you may as well do it. Yeah, I agree. Carlton. I agree, and like someone said the other day, if you're gonna if you're gonna get rid of Boomer, despite him playing as well as he was last year, because you want to develop the team, then it's not even a choice. You get you drop swallow this week. But at the same time, um, you're not starving froggy of games if right at this point of this season you say. Just rack it up in the twos for a couple of weeks, please. Because he hasn't been yeah. getting hasn't been getting tons of the ball, and maybe maybe he needs to. Yeah. So yeah. I'm not again. I'm not. I'm not offended if the match committee says to Froggy, "Can you just go and rack it up in the twos for a couple of weeks?" We know you can. You'll, I mean, be, at gonna, feet, you'll be at the feet. You'll be at the feet of down there. It's going to be on a platter for you. Go get it. What do they do when Sam Wright comes back? Because oh, it's been good. Oh. And God, speaking of what do they do, somebody posted the list of players out of contract at the end of this year. 
And even if you add Swallow to that list, Jesus, we're going to be lo- we're going to be losing some players we like. Are we? Yeah. Go throw some at me. Oh, you're going to make me find the post. Um, Just talk out of contract. Now. Well, the the obvious old ones. Uh, I think they would have been planning for Gibson Thompson and wait to all go at the end of the year. All three will sign one-year deals. Yeah, well, they, they cut deep last year, 11, 11 list changes. So there wasn't a lot of obvious one more year and you're out apart from those three. So Gibson, Waite and Thompson. But they've all been in good nick the last couple of weeks. It's a long season. You don't know what's going to happen by August. And then you start looking at guys that that are going to be unlucky. Um, Wagner, Jacobs, Wright, um, uh, Hibbard, you know, guys in their second and third year, guys who haven't extended from last year's entry contracts. And are they out good. of contract? Is yeah. Mitch Hibbard and Wagner out of contract? Yeah. Yeah, but I see, I, I wouldn't have a problem with them re-signing. What, how many do we have to turn over? No, as in... As in it would be a uh, – we might have to say goodbye to them. Why? Well, if we, if you can't trade anyone and you can't let Lockie go as a free agent, that would be the other one. I think we'd, we would have been assuming that Lockie Hansen, one way or another, moves on. Mm. Uh, I mean, I, I think Majak will go. I think – we've, I mean, we've just given him three years. Do you reckon he'll request a trade? Yeah. If he doesn't get in the seniors, I can't. How's he going to break? He's, he's still behind Bruce. I, I can't see him. No, he's not. He's, he's he's behind the tall forwards. He's not behind any ruckman. I disagree. Oh well, I, I definitely. Well, he's, he's no chance of beating out Mason Wood for a spot. He's no chance of beating out Wade, and he's definitely no chance of beating out. Well, it all de- it's a lot is dependent on what happens with Wade at the end of the season. I think that comes down to it a lot. Yeah, but I... But, mm. I know you want to keep everyone. I know he's been in good form, but... No, I don't want to keep everyone. I, I don't want to keep everyone. I mean, I'm, I'm happy to say I like Match, but if Match can't get a game in our team, then I think it's it's best for him to, to move him on. I think I think Andrew Swallow will go and play at the Gold Coast. I, I think that there's... I don't know. I don't know who else could... If Dan Nielsen doesn't show anything... Maybe he's he's yeah. Won. I mean, these are the kind of guys you're saying. But it wouldn't break my heart if Dan Nielsen left. Like no, no. I don't know. Um, I mean, we've got to, we, there's a lot that's got to play out. I mean, Ben Jacobs, God bless his cotton socks, he might break his foot again this Sunday, and then you got to go. Well, you know, maybe his foot's no good. I don't, I don't know. But injuries can happen. Players get older. By the end of the year, everyone will be sore, and things will work itself out. But yeah, I've got no problem if we if we have to turn over the list a little bit. I, I just I, I don't think we let Joe Waco if he's playing as well as he's shown over the last three games he's played. Or he wasn't well, great assume, in the weekend, but well, assuming that say Nielsen and Fordham go, that's two the, the two list changes. Swallow. <coughs> well, goes. don't don't you don't count rookies. So Fordham probably, but it doesn't matter because it's a rookie list. Yeah, probably. exactly. But in, t- in terms of list changes, then. Two two people with Swallow and possibly Nielsen. We're going to need more. Yeah, we'll s- 
Swallow's definitely gone. So this is why we have to question guys like Waits, Thompson, even possibly Hanson, considering his injury history. I th- I think we're probably going to have to make some list spots from trades. I would say so. I would agree with that. We'll risk pick upgrades. It'll be very interesting what we do with, in terms of picks this year, particularly considering what we're going to use for Kelly. With that trade of eventuates, I know Philly's got his own theory on this, but more than likely, we'll probably <laughs> use a trade for picks. So, Rob, what are your feelings on Goldie, Rob? I think he's probably worth more to us than in trades. I would agree with that. I think he's lost a bit of trade. I think who who but needs what is that? Well, who wait, needs do we, not, do we not want to develop Proust though? Who needs a Ruckman in such a way that Goldie is the best answer for them? Geelong. Geelong. Yeah. What do they give up for him? Well, their first round draft pick, not next year, the year after. Yeah, so get him for Geelong's 18. Yep. And then or, we and with that pick, we get uh, Taron Thomas. So just go through it. Adelaide, they've got... Jacobs. Jacobs. And O'Brien. I think the other thing with Goldie is you can't, you can't trade Goldie into state. He won't go into state. Probably not. Yeah, because I was going to suggest yeah, maybe Freo. So Victorian but, teams. Yeah. Carlton have got Cruiser. They're rebuilding. They don't want to sink all that sort of money into a, into a star Ruckman with three years left. Doesn't, doesn't fit Carlton. No. Doesn't fit Collingwood. They're married to God. Sorry. I'm so used Grundy. to the old days of Grundy. So, no, no for Collingwood. Richmond's got Nan Curvis. Uh, Richmond's just got Nan Curvis and they're very happy. Um, Melbourne, no. It's Geelong and St Kilda are the two. Yeah, but uh, St Kilda, St. Hickey, and, Hickey and Longer are fine. No, they're not. They're both rubbish. For their purposes, no, yes. They're, they're good. Now, Hickey's all right. Hickey's a pretty good Ruckman. He's not he's outstanding, not but he's a solid enough Ruckman. So it's really just Essendon's got Essendon's got Sean McKern and Bell Chambers and Lewenberger. They're screwed. So it's really just Essendon and Geelong. Um, Hawthorne's happy with McAvoy. He's hmm. around the same age, anyway. Um, Plus, they're about to bottom out into a rebuild. I don't know it yet, but... So, so he doesn't fit what Hawthorne needs. Uh, Bulldogs, Tim English, they don't want him understudying Goldie. They'd rather just let him develop. It's really hard to find who values Goldie so much that they'd give up a lot for him. Exactly right. Well, yeah, I mean, what's a lot, though? I mean... The other thing is, we, we, to have him on our books, what's he, What's Goldie making? 700? As the number gets thrown around, I don't know what... Around, oh, I'm, I'm guessing as well. I mean, I, around I the six to 700 mark is usually the estimate. Yeah. I don't so, know. I'd, I mean, I really, I really like Bruce. I like what Bruce brings. If Bruce can get his, his, his come along leaps and bounds in his fitness over the last two years... If his fitness can go up another notch again, I'd be I'd be pretty keen to have Bruce rucking if we could get some value for Goldie and take that money off our books. 
Exactly. Oh, no, this this started with a conversation of Well, this started as a conversation of who was in and out, but anyway. We can so go... with Mad Jack, I mean, so to answer the original question that I was going to, I would happily see a forward line of weight, brown, door, and wood. It'd be very tall. No, too tall. Well, Madge can ruck. Mm. He can also play as a ruck rover utility type. Wood can hit up the wings. My issue with that, though, Rob, is if I'm bringing in another tall, I want it to be Proust because I'd rather get game time into Proust at this level than get game time into Madge at this level now because I reckon he just he, he's not tearing the VFL apart, mate. Like, he's not... If he can't kick more goals than what he's getting and dominate games at his age after the amount of development that's been put into him, I'm probably so going to walk away from it. He's, he's two games back from, a, what did he have, a, a knee, a hip, a calf, a something? Yeah. So he's only two games back into the VFL. With ben, Jacobs come, ben Jacobs come back one game and had 45 or whatever it was. And Madge got up and down the ground, got... Contested marks, kicked three goals. I mean, he, he did what he should do. Mm. Anyway, we can move. But he's, he's got so many strings to his bow that Proust doesn't, and that Ben Brown doesn't. Does he? That I, yeah, God, he's a better ruck than Brown. He could genuinely play as a centre square mid half a dozen times a game, just to scare the shit out of someone. I'm not sure he scares the shit out of people anymore, mate. Maybe, and again, because I'm, I'm one of the people who gets to watch training, but I see him in clearance drills. And you know how people talk about the ruck as an extra midfielder sometimes? That's like yep. he, he can feed out a handball and lay a tackle and do a bit of you know, half-confident follow-up. Madjack can genuinely burst out of stoppages, and he's ruck-sized. Yeah. No, I agree. And, mate, I... Like I said, I really like him, and I've really liked watching him, and I've had really high hopes for him for a long time. But Bruce has really grabbed me and really made me made me quite happy. And I, I'd just love to see him get the development and him get the the time that they'd probably give to Madge. Yeah. And honestly, Bruce and Madjack is actually the dream ruck combo of the future. Yeah, that's right, probably. But then you definitely got to get rid of probably. Weight and Goldie to make that happen to play them both in that same side. Exactly right. Well, thanks to trade talk, but <laughs> get back to the preview. At the end. <laughs> <laughs> I've been waiting and waiting. <laughs> oh, Come on, dear. mate! It's just, it's just, it's just natural. It just flowed that way. Yeah, we're lucky. I'm a tyrant. We're preview. We're playing Carlton. We're going to win. Yeah, we're going to win. I mean, <laughs> I, I think. Is Sam Rowe, Sam Rowe going out for them is a massive loss? Huge loss. It's a They've loss, not no... a massive loss. You don't think so? Structurally, it's more of a loss. He's not. He doesn't exactly offer Mate, much as a defender. No, he doesn't offer much, but he's he's good at shutting people down. I mean that that Andy Marr. I know he's a bit of a flog, but he was putting Sam Rowe up as an All Australian defender. He reckons he's a guard. Yeah, it was Andy Marr, so we'll leave it. I know, oh, no, no, and he's 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 a he's he bleeds blue, but. I'd, I, I I'd have March Bank ahead of him at the moment, but anyway, at Carlton. But oh, I, I need I, to get March Bank in the uh, in the carry because I've just traded him out of my supercoach. Oh yeah, I've run out of picks to trade him. 
In terms of matchups for our forwards, so Alex Silvani's had a bit of a revival in form, so I'll probably see him going to wait. And I see Munch Bank possibly going to Brown. That it does negate his counter-attacking abilities. I see Doherty. Surely they need Wietering back. You you would suggest so, but the forward line doesn't exactly scream scare, scary in terms of key position outside Casbolt. But for... Just in case Wietering does go back, Wietering will probably go straight to Brown. Silvani to Wait, and then that will roll Marchbank onto Wood, which will probably be preferred in terms of matchups. And the rest, they'll just... They'll probably put Plowman on Garner to shut him down. And probably play Simpson off Turner, see if they can get Rebound off Turner. That should be interesting, the forward matchup. See who goes to who. Midfielder, they'll just go head-to-head. Maybe Gibson doing a job on Gibbs or Murphy, but we'll wait and see on that one. In terms of their forward line, it should be interesting. Hanson probably to Charlie Kerno. If Wadering is up forward, Thompson to Wadering. And Casbolt Tarrant. Marty Williams... He's listed on Zach Fisher in the matchups on the AFL side, but I could probably see him going to someone like a Matthew Bryant. But we'll wait and see. Jamie McMillan can do that job as well. And Jack Silvani, Ed Vickers Willis is a good matchup. So how's this gonna be one, fellas? Jeez, it's gonna be one through them having no tall defenders. Well, Silvani's about 193, 194. Marchbank's a solid size, but Waitering does need to go back. Oh, in that case, it'll be one through them having no tall forwards. <laughs> Jeez, you're, you're very simplistic in that way tonight, aren't you, Rob? <laughs> oh, so, look, honestly, um, unless Cripps and Murphy put them on their back. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, I mean, somebody has to keep an eye on Doherty. Um, he's just racked up the ball at will this year and he's a, he's a great player because um, I'm not sure what their quality ball users out of the back half are apart from him because Marchbank's not Simpson's good um, I'd be putting Kane Turner right into Doherty yeah I'm hearing you so, then, what, what do you expect in terms of the actual game style? Do you think it would just be free-flowing, a bit of a contested game? No, the way, the way Carlton plays. No, they'll, they'll flood, 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 flood. Oh, good. So, <coughs> and they're, they're a real low-scoring team. They, they try and flood. They've allowed less points this year than Adelaide. And Adelaide's on top of the ladder. Like they, they are stingy. So we're going to have to be right on, and we're going to have to probably kick some goals on the run from right on 50 to, to, to kick a big score, I think. Well, go go look at the squiggle. Adelaide are not actually a defensive... Um, what's the opposite? You can't be a defensive juggernaut, can you? No. They're not a I defensive got... powerhouse. They're, they're fine. No. Yeah. But basically, they back themselves to outscore you like the 96 and 99 teams. Hmm. So, Cunnington head-to-head with Cripps should be interesting. Yep. That should be a cracking matchup. Looking forward to that. Yeah, because Cripps has copped a bit more flack this year because he's had to carry their midfield a little bit more. 
as he gets a bit old and he cops more attention from opposition. He's still been. He's also at... he's also been unfit. He's had a bad back. Yeah, yep. exactly right. And he's still playing some pretty good footy. But really, I mean, if I was going to shut if I was going to shut one down, though, I'd be trying to shut down Murphy. Just because he he's got the ability to probably hurt you a little bit more. Cripps Cripps works hard and he, he gets a lot of ball, but I think I think Murphy's the one I'd be putting a bit of time into just to take his. And I think he's easy to shut down. He reminds me a lot of Trent Cotchin. Like if you put a bit of time into him early, he probably just he's going to fold. Mm. Well, Doherty seems the um. The lineups as listed, Higgins to Higgins Murphy head to head would be fun. Yeah, it would. But I'd, I'd probably put and Zeebel Petrescu Seaton is is like a chalk and cheese matchup too, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, that, that scares me a little bit. When, if I can see him running away from Zeebel and Zeebel's just trying after him, <laughs> I have that image or, in my head. Or I can see Zeebel running through him at the first bounce and him lying there not moving. Yeah, that'd be good as well. <laughs> so, we may as well move on to the carriages. Cause I don't think we're going to get much more way of this preview, to be honest. So, yeah. in terms of carriages, any nominations that stand out to you guys? Oh, it's a question of who's not. See, I actually reckon March Bank's a, a pretty talented player and shouldn't normally be carriage-worthy, but just because I've traded him out of my super coach. <laughs> I think Levi Casbolt is probably the most obvious carriage of the year. I think oh. he has huge rubbish footballer potential. He kicks it like a – I can't even describe what he kicks it like. And it's the sort of thing where for him to win the carriage, he could kick five straight. Mm. But hasn't he been doing that since Feb's been working with him? I don't think so, has he? It's not exactly out of the blue. Hang on, I'll have a look at him now. He's kicked uh, – I don't even know how to check that. Footy wire. Anyway, in terms of mine, Alex Alex Silvani looks. Geez, there's a lot of ordinary players there. Alex Silvani's. It's hard for a defender. It's hard for a defender to win the carriage, though, isn't it? It and is. Then, if they're a rebounding one, they're a bit better off. In terms of what yeah. I'll probably pick, depends who's in because Simon White's listed as in, Billy Smets is listed as in, Phillips is listed as in. But I'll probably go with Nick Graham to kick four and thirty or, and twenty disposals. Wow. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Liam Sumner's got to be one of those recycled players. Like Silvani yeah. just wasn't yeah, cutting it at Frio. Well, Billy Schmetz is in the conversation if he gets a game then. Yeah, absolutely. And he's a type for to replace a Dale Thomas. Spud for Spud. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's right. Anyway, guys, anything to add before we finish up tonight? No, all good, mate. Thank you. Oh. Right, I'd like to thank Rob Zombie and Philly Roo for joining us this evening. Pleasure to be here, K4. Anytime. Thanks, mate. Appreciate it. Thanks for coming on. Good. The stern... <laughs> the stern look will be back and is now kindly featured on Facebook. Thanks to June 80. And thanks for listening, and we'll be back next week.